is the kicker. Welcome along to episode 17 of Ice the Kicker with me, Tom Deacon, and my main man to my left, Mr. Charlie Hawkins. I cannot believe this. It's the first episode of 2019. Woo! It's the first time I've seen you, 2019. Firstly, Happy New Year, my man. Oh, Happy New Year to you too. I'm excited about this year. I've got a lot to be excited about, and especially uh, this podcast uh, for part example. Oh, it is, mate. This this year we're taking over. 2018 was a warm-up. It was the starter. This is the main course, my friend. Oh, thank you. Uh, let's dine out on it. And uh, I hope that you had an amazing Christmas and a happy new year as well to everyone who's been listening. We are back. Uh, we've got some great ideas uh, for this podcast, uh, one of which we're going to share with you at the end of the show. So stick around for that. But in the meantime, so much to get into in terms of the NFL. And don't forget, at any point, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, we are on Twitter at IceTheKickerPod. Simple as that. Charlie has been a Across all of Twitter, he knows what's going on and he loves the interaction. So much to talk about in terms of the last two weeks because now, guess what? The regular season is over. If you didn't make it to uh, the wild card, which is happening this weekend, which to be fair, is a lot of teams out of the 32. But we will tackle those. There's four juicy games uh, to talk about. They're coming up, plus the news. And Charlie... That is where we're going to start this podcast this week. So much news, so much to talk about because it has been hiring and firing. Black Monday season, it's happened and some shocks there. Some shocks, some surprises, just so much news to be kicking off with. Two weeks, loads of news. Normally, you know, there's a lull after Christmas. The yeah. January blues, it's all Too a little food. bit quiet. Everyone's in a food coma. Oh no, 25% of the league, my friend, eight teams are needing a new head coach. Six went on Black Monday, two in the season. It went wild. Every time there was a refresh, <laughs> a new coach has gone. That was it. You were basically on the WhatsApp chat just going, mate, another one's gone. Another one's gone. We couldn't believe it. Uh, I believe it started. Did it start with Todd Bowles? Yeah, he was the first one kicked out. And then after that, it snowballed. And finally, uh, some Bengals fans will probably be happy about this. Uh, finally, Marvin Lewis is gone. But just to recap, teams looking for a head coach the Bengals the Cardinals the Dolphins the Broncos the Jets and the Bucks and of course the ones that you mentioned as well Charlie your team uh, Green Bay are still looking for that head coach and of course uh, the Browns so um, loads to get into in terms of talking about those head coaches Um, and of course just to highlight the Falcons the offensive coach and defensive coach been fired and the Lions offensive coach fired but in terms of head coaches that's where we want to really focus on right now uh, which team do you want to start with and why they've got rid of their head coach I mean where do you start when you've got eight teams like this you know we're here don't we you know we as we as humans as people 2019 new year's resolutions it's all about change a bit more mm. what I'm going to do this year well the teams are feeling that as well and uh I don't know because we talk about head coach opportunities and and some like you said that we knew they were coming in others that they were a little bit more surprising and and I think, let, let's start at the first. Let's start at the top, uh, the Jets. They, okay. they, they, you said Ted Bowles, the first coach to be let go. He's had four seasons there. Uh, they recently drafted their, hopefully, their franchise face, Sam Darnold, the man that they hopefully will believe will, will lead them to better times, to the glory days, be their face uh, for the next 10 years. Yeah. That's what you like to think when you get quarterback. And uh, Ted, Bo- Ted Bowles, defensive guy, gone. So, yeah. I, firstly, I believe that... Great defensive mind, Ted Bowles, and I believe that he'll be he'll be a wanted man very quickly. I think he'll get a job very soon as a, a really? defensive coordinator. Yeah, um, but 
He's previously been at the Browns, Cowboys, Dolphins, Eagles, Cardinals. He knows his way around the NFL. Maybe one of those teams. I mean, the Dolphins need uh, something. Uh, The Cardinals definitely need something defensively. They're all over the shop. Uh, And offensively, they couldn't get things going. So he could go anywhere. But just to to recap, not even if you're new to the NFL, but just the whole idea is if you're a head coach and you've got that quarterback ready to go, that's a more uh, desirable team to take on board, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. It's, it's, each situation has to be right for you. And I think that you hit the nail on the head there. Certain teams are going to look to identify coaches of either an offensive background or defensive. And with the Jets, I believe they're going to go offensive because they want to build now around Darnold. They want to get these pieces in place. They want someone to almost, you know, groom his potential, get him mm. up there. And it will take a few years. We hear about, you know, second year leaps and a few years of getting the game to slow down. And it's funny, the first confirmed interview for the Jets is um, well, I actually heard that Psalm's coming in there, <laughs> uh, the, is Mike McCarthy and, you know, done, had Brett Favre and passed that torch over to Aaron Rodgers and done, you know, won a Super Bowl, done wonders there. And it's, it's, no, it's no surprise that he's in the running there. He's, he's uh, the first one to be interviewed. So, of course, and you're going to see that if we move over to the Cardinals, they've got the young piece there in Rosen. They're going to need that guy to get a scheme there that works best for him. Once they get the O-line piece in place, so you're going to see offensive-minded coaches, I believe, for the Jets and the Cardinals. And then in other, in other places where maybe the setup's a little bit different, you're seeing that the Bengals are already maybe possibly touting Van, Vance Joseph to come back. He's a defensive guy, and uh, he, he's just been fired at the Broncos. And it's funny because I do believe with a couple of these these head coaching opportunities. We mentioned McCarthy, formerly of the Packers, and Vance Joseph. We could see a little bit of a head coach swapping. And Adam Gase, who's just been fired of the Miami Dolphins, is is what's known as, we spoke about on this podcast, as potentially a quarterback whisperer. Someone who could... (laughs) (laughs) XYZO. Who could find the best way to get that quarterback to release their potential and uh, find a scheme that works best for them. And he's going to be a hot guy on this market for a, a few of the jobs. So it's very interesting to see now where they go. But when you have got eight coaches, we can't talk about maybe each situation in depth as we'd like to, but yeah. when you've got these uh, eight teams that need a coach, it's almost like who's going to make the first hire? You know, that's when yeah. the dominoes start to fall. Will teams start to panic? And like, oh, they've got their guy. We need to get this guy now because he may get snapped up. I mean, the, the first hire is almost the most important one because mm. they're all going to probably interview a lot of similar guys, the same guys. What and can you offer? Ha- what can you offer this organization? What can you bring? Where can you take this team? Completely. And they're all, it's all subjective. They're all going to have different opinions. But with eight, with eight openings, you don't want to miss out on your man. You, make, you better make sure that your team gets the right higher and you don't get a snap judgment oh we missed that and this guy let's quickly snap up the second guy because maybe the guy that you looked at all along you know we look at last year josh mcdaniel is a big name that's on the market he uh he backed out of the colts well he he took the colts job they they tweeted it they said here here's our guy a press conference was set up only for him to then back out he basically snaked them and i I thought it would be a while before teams would look at him again you know because his agent even fired him chris ballard famous mic drop said the rivalry's back on uh, he, he's being looked at and this is a team now that, you know, where would you want to go? And what the point that I was going to make is, so the Colts ended up with Frank Reich, who potentially now could be coach of the year. They're in yeah. the playoffs. Uh, 
he wasn't the guy they wanted, but now potentially one of the hottest coaching names in the league. So it's, it's funny how the dominoes fall. So you're basically saying it, you can have your guy that these teams that we've mentioned, the Bengals, the Cardinals, Dolphins, Broncos, Jets, Bucks, they need a new head coach. That's also including the Green Bay and the Browns. They need a head coach. They, they set their target on one and they think this is the guy. He's maybe an offensive coordinator that, that's going to that's take this team on. But then you miss out on him and then you say, you're saying, don't panic. But then actually, sometimes the guy that you, you maybe had as a second could be that guy. It's, it's obviously the same as uh, Doug Peterson wasn't the man for the Eagles. They wanted Ben McAdoo, uh, who went to the Giants and, and, and famously had a bad time there uh, and got fired. So actually, they ended up with the guy that led them to a Super Bowl. So anything could happen. Would you see you can make the right decision or, or is there, can you just make an average decision? Because that, that kind of, some of these teams need someone. Uh, what I'm trying to say is these teams have, have failed for whatever reason. They're, they're average. They're not in the postseason right now. So therefore you need someone who is, who is going to be a success. We know that. But actually that kind of average coach seems to stick around for, for a little bit longer. Well, you know, it's funny. mediocrity, isn't yeah. it? Well, now no, no one settles for that now because, you know, we've almost followed football over here, Premier League over here, and the head coaches are in win-now mode. It's all about instant success anymore. The mm. fans want instant success. The owners want instant success. The league almost demands instant success. If you're not playing well, you're not on TV. You're not in the primetime games. No yeah. one's talking about you. You're not really a desirable free agency outfit. And... That's not great for owners. It doesn't sell tickets. It doesn't, you know, it's money, it's money, money, money. And, and, and we're all about win now. now. We, we're seeing Steve Wilkes. Now, whatever your opinion on Steve Wilkes, I know Cardinals fans most wanted him out. It wasn't a great year for them. That's one and done. He's not really had the time to implement his ideas, his system, his structure. He's not even had two free agency windows, more than two drafts to get in the guys who can really take his scheme on. So we're not seeing no one given time anymore. And yeah. time is a rare thing. And if we talk about head coaching opportunities, that's why, and, and it's regardless that I, I support Green Bay, you'd have to say that it's probably the most desirable head coaching opportunity. And it's and it's nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers, I think. It's because there's no owner there. There's no president. The, the team is owned by the fans. There's no owner saying, you play this guy, you play this guy over this guy. I'm buying this guy in for agency. There's mm. none of that. There's It's you and your own. You're on your own back to make decisions. And that's... That's got to be uh, seductive as a as yeah. a head coach because there's no one's leaning on you, a, a, an no. owner who's just throwing his toys out. I want this done. I want that done. Well, look, I mean, it, the Ravens as well. Are the Ravens looking for a head coach now? Well, it's funny you mention that because we we talk about the head coach openings and the head coaches that look to be safe that could have been Pete Carroll. We we I, I wow, predicted yeah. a poor year. Just signed a new contract. Harbour signed a new contract with the Ravens. Looks to be set, although people are saying, mm, we'll see how they're doing. Because he's, because he's done well. He's got, finished top of their division. Looks to be staying on. Ron Riviera of the Panthers, uh, he's staying on. He got the vote of confidence. Six and two, they started. Lost seven games on the spin. Completely out of the playoffs. But he is given another chance. Also, Doug Marone and uh, Caldwell, the GM at the Jags, both got the vote of confidence. They are staying on with Tom Coughlin overseeing operations. Mm, that's an interesting one there, those Jags, because in my humble opinion, the AFC South, they finished bottom of that. Five wins, 11 losses. Uh, probably just looking at the stats, they got, scored the lowest amount of points in the AFC. That You're not going to win games. Blake Bortles, it's, it's a mess in terms of what they're going to do. Fournette having loads of uh, problems. We may as well talk about it right now. What, what do you see in that situation? You've got Yeld in there. They brought in um, uh, Carlos Hyde from the Browns, but 
yeah, uh, Fournette, it was, it was a first round pick and doesn't seem to be working out or something's not right there. Something's not right there. We, we hear about a culture in locker rooms and star players not getting their way and Fournette and Yeldin were sitting on the bench on their own. There's been a few incidents with Fournette this year, the fighting, the the turning up late, certain other stuff going on. Don't really know what's going on there, but we're hearing talks that not so much that he might be traded, but there could be the language in contracts we hear. There's certain parts that they could void his guarantees mm. for, for doing something. I don't know how that could work. And then he he's already said that if they were to do this, he would file a grievance with the league. So, I mean, if you're suing the team and filing a grievance and the Jags want you to lose part of your contracts, that looks very messy and ugly. And, and that doesn't seem to say to me, we love you, we want to keep you. Yeah. So we could be heading rosy. for a divorce. Uh, it's and, not um, rosy. And, and, then you've, and then on the other side of things, we want to talk about this as well. Steelers fans uh, know exactly too well what happens when your running back, your lead guy, uh, decides he doesn't want to necessarily play. We'll talk about them in a second when we talk about Antonio Brown. But before that, Fournette, you kind of... It, it, it hasn't worked for him. Something's not worked for the for the Jags this year. Do you are you surprised that Marone gets to keep his job there? Um, no. In in, in in this league of of uh, not for long, you didn't get the success. Uh, and it, as in being NFL stands for not for long, you didn't get the success. Now, when when last season we're looking at them being in the playoffs, uh, you know, and uh, and losing out uh, to the to the Patriots. It, the, the the roster was there, but it hasn't clicked this season. Something's gone wrong. Yeah, something's gone wrong. But I suppose the man that got them to the playoffs, they think he's done it before. Why not do it before? And if they put down other circumstances and they don't put it on his door, like star players doing stuff like this, mm. they are the most one of the most penalised teams, which is strange because Doug Marone is known as quite a dis- disciplinarian. Mm. So that should fall under his domain. But um, does, that, does that sort of... Uh, if they blame the Blake Bortles troubles, not at yeah. his door, he's a defensive guy and the quarterback, Blake Bortles has almost regressed. I mean, he was never elite, elite anyway, but he did have moments of magic. And then sometimes he does these games and I'm like... You've gone backwards. It's, it's very strange. And if they feel that they need a quarterback in the future in another direction, then let's give Doug that that with him. You know, mm. we, we speak about the first guys to fall are the coordinators. Nathaniel Hackett lost his job. The Falcons, we just hear that yeah. their OC and DC lost their jobs. The head coach will always be last. So maybe he's on his last legs and you never know. Coughlin's there, but... They obviously have a good working relationship. They do indeed. The AFC South, obviously, we saw what happened with the Tennessee Titans were still in the hunt until Mariota went down injured and Blaine Gabbert was never going to get them over the line. Colts, they were bottom of that table. We said it so many times on this podcast. Look out for those Colts. They're, they're, they're flying at the moment. Uh, they finished second, 10 and 6. But the Houston Texans, 11 and 5. You have to look at a whole division and say, can we compete with, with that? What do we need to do? do to change it uh, but you look at it no one's lost their job in the AFC South which is quite interesting and we said it's the most exciting uh, division so maybe stick with what you got see what you can do um in terms of the other teams Charlie w- which one sort of stands out for you know what Steve Wilkes it didn't work at the Cardinals they've got good players they've got cornerstone Johnson they've got a great cornerback in Patrick Peterson uh, the quarterback they've got is Josh Rosen they know they've got a good pass rusher Chandler Jones so they've got cornerstone core elements what do you make of josh rosen because he's not been the quarterback Mm. uh he hasn't starred as well as the other guys as the rookies however you say the whole offense hasn't clicked yeah i think i think i've said it a few times on this pod and and i'll say it again i'll live by i'll die by it's fine 
Rosen was the guy that I liked coming out of college, UCLA. He was he was the one that I pinned my colours to. I know it's I, and I, and I love Sam Darnold and Baker looks incredible yeah. and Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen's even playing well. But Rosen was the guy that I wanted, and we must forget this this O line the Cardinals have is one of the worst. You're almost putting him in there to foul, you know, and it mm. is the first year, you know, Mahomes didn't even play his first year. Rogers sat for three years. We have to give this guy time. I wouldn't want to play behind that O-line. He has to do so much. He, apart from Larry Fitzgerald, who's, who's not getting any younger. He doesn't really have anyone to throw to. It's all been through David Johnson. He's not had, Weapons. masses to work with They're, and and that defense hasn't helped him by getting him off the field it's not been great this year so I, I, I feel for Josh Rosen and when you talk about head coaching opportunities and ones that appeal to you it it all of them need work in certain ways because why would they obviously they've not performed to their level and why would the head coach have been fired but the Cardinals you have to like because it all we say the quarterback is the most important uh, position in sports. They have, hopefully, their guy for the future. Darnold, they have their guy for the future. Mayfield, it's funny, these three teams will need a head coach, but these opportunities, yeah, you're going to want to go to. Like you have Rodgers, all right, he, he's in his last sort of stretch of his career, but if, if he gets back to the level he was, you're sitting pretty there. Look at the Dolphins. Where do they go? They're moving on from Tannehill, they said. They're going to cut other players because of... Cap problems. They say that the GM is not that great. They're the football over, like they've not drafted well. Poor free agencies. They they make bad personnel decisions. Was mm. that case? Was that the front office? But so is the Dolphins an appealing? It's an appealing if you like warm warm weather football and uh, a hot <laughs> climate. But so, so you, you look at these right. So just to everyone who's listening right now, just put it into perspective. Out of those teams, you've got teams that are complete almost rebuilds, and you've got others that are kind of like. They just the Dolphins has been a sticky situation for a while. Adam Gase had a record of twenty three wins, twenty five losses. So he's been there, I think, three seasons. It hasn't clear, it hasn't worked out. Time to time to move on from him. But they've got no better. They haven't got any worse. They're kind of just in the middle. They're stuck. I'd but say like, they're a stuck had, team. Yeah, but look what he had to deal with. Uh, Salary cap. First, the so, first season, he, the Dolphins. He led them to the playoffs with Tannehill. Tannehill goes down ACL uh, in training. He has to play Jay Cutler. He still gets them to a decent amount of games. Middling team. Yeah. Poor, poor injuries. They lose in Dominican Sue or they cut him. Then this year, Tannehill goes down again. They have to play um, Brock Osweiler. Exactly. So he hasn't had much to work with, and that's why a quarterback position completely changed that franchise. So do you want to go to the Dolphins? Not so sure. The Bucks. They've they've pinned their colours to Jameis Winston. He will be their starter next year. Is that a bit sticky? He he's prone to being um, vulnerable at certain means and making foolish decisions, gets sacked a lot, uh, causes interceptions when he should be throwing the ball ball away, even though he has looked better in the last few weeks. So is that almost appealing to you? Jason Litch hasn't been great in free agency either. But then... You could you could say about the Bengals, we say, oh, Dalton's getting on. Is he the man? They've never won a playoff game. Is he really the man to see this franchise win a ring, win a Super Bowl? Maybe not. So it's not that desirable. I'll tell you why it's desirable. Marvin Lewis got 16 years without winning a playoff game. <laughs> you don't have to Stability. do much there. So the, guy, the GM clearly will back you. So that's, that's appealing for a head coach family, especially one with kids who goes, look, we need to move. We're going to move all the way over to Cincinnati. No, it's not New York. No, it's not LA. But... The kids Stability. can stand school here. If we have a few good seasons, we get in playoffs. This 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 division's getting weaker. The st- the Steelers are in a rut. The, the Ravens and all right, they they've just won the division since first time since two thousand and twelve. The Browns are on the up, but there's a chance here. Yeah, 
So you're really looking at the division. I mean, uh, personally, just looking at now, the Bucks would be the... I, I wouldn't go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, uh, Dirk uh, Cutter uh, had 14-18 uh, in the first two seasons, uh, 14 wins, 18 losses. This year, five wins, 11 losses, all sorts going on. Who's the quarterback? Who's not the quarterback? What's happening? Uh, Jameis Winston didn't help himself with that. However, you look at that division, the Saints are flying i can't see them struggling for a little while you'd probably be waiting for drew Brees to retire falcons i don't know what happened to them this year but they were there or thereabouts panthers as you mentioned a second ago they they went on that unbelievable run of losses but they were look they were flying high before that that would be a division that i would kind of avoid i, I just don't see you catching the panthers have got a year or two ahead of the Bucks, but well, that's a, not not to go against you it sounds like no, I, I like it that's what we like on this podcast I think you have to ignore all of that. You have to ignore all of division results because one year a team can go 15 and one. Like we hear this last to first, first to last. Like the Eagles, they won a Super Bowl now that they've just made playoffs. But like Green Bay, and then now they're, they're doing terrible. Lions, like every year is completely different through drafts and for agency. You can't go off, oh, they're good. I, I won't be in that division because what about next year? No one would have predicted the Cardinals only to win three. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So every year it changes. But every, every team has pros and cons. But you look at the... The Jets, we, if we say divisions, Miami are in trouble. They need a head coach. Yeah. The Bills, they're there or thereabouts, but they need a lot of players. They, uh, they need a lot of pieces to make the playoffs. The Pats, if Tom Brady retires, and they haven't been great, but they're mm. there, this division is really open. The Jets, they have potentially a starter for the future. The Dolphins don't. They have bundles of cap space. That's an attractive job. Mm. So you, ha- you have to look at the division, of course. But... There's so much, but honestly, we can't. We can speak about it a lot because there's eight teams, and we can really go in depth. But until that first piece falls, and there's loads of names linked, and there'll be some out of the box names, we don't know. And 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 it's one of those where we can't go great higher because we could sit here and say a great higher, but it might not and work then out. and then it's terrible. And then if you look at. Uh, it was a few years back. Doug Peterson had been hired by the Eagles. Mm. They ranked all the all the teams that got a new head coach. They ranked it last. They said, this is the worst hire. They ranked the Hugh Jackson hire for the brands at the top. Mm. Doug Peterson's the only one still with a job. All those guys in front of him have been fired. It's one of those where you won't know, even when you hire a GM, one year, two years down the line. Yeah, yeah, good drafts. Because we can't even judge those drafts straight away because those yeah. players need time to grow. So I, th- I think I saw somewhere, as we all do as fans of a team, we go, oh, we, oh draft class of 2016, what have they done? Uh, they t- sometimes take a little bit of time. Your first round pick or second round pick could be a bust. Look at Eric Ebron at the Colts. Uh, he started out, um, uh, where did he start out? I'm trying to think Detroit of... Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions didn't work out for him and they they... they they reached quite high for him. And yet this season, 13 touchdowns, smashing it uh, for those Colts. So you need a little bit. T- sometimes a player can be an instant starter and sometimes uh, they can take Matching, a little bit. It's of time. all about matching you up at the right time because I don't buy this. He's not a good player. He's not a good head coach. You are. You're in the NFL. It's a small percent that even get there from college to the NFL. Mm. If you're in the National Football League professionally, you're good enough. Full stop. But it's. It's the right situation at the right time. He didn't overnight become a better tight end. He he come from a Frank Wright system who loved tight ends with Zach Ertz. He was at the Eagles. And and they went to him, you know. And mm. and it's all about, even with head coaches, it has to be the right time, you know. Bruce Arians, he couldn't get a job for ages. Uh, Chuck Pagano got seriously ill. He took over. He was great for the Colts. Won coach of the year. Done wonders at the Connors. It's all about the right time. Right times for players. Right times for quarterbacks. Right times 
the front office is all about what situation you go in. And the better ones, the ones who uh, have a little bit of composure, wait for those right opportunities to come along. Don't just rush into that next job. Amen to that, Charlie. A uh, little interesting fact for you, Charlie, uh, as we're heading towards the playoffs in a second. A little bit of news, actually, uh, but I just wanted to give you this. Um, in terms of... Uh, you're talking about just have a little bit of faith, you know, they've got the talent there. The Texans started zero and three at the beginning of the season, and they're now in the playoffs. If you look at it, seven of the 12 uh, lost their first game. And then after week 10, five out of the 12 teams left had a losing record. That's the Colts, the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Ravens, the Seahawks. They're all at four and five. So you just need a little bit of faith. And look at when the Cowboys, Jason, oh, he's got to go. Garrett, the, the head coach has got to go. You've got to have a little bit of faith in, in your team sometimes. Massively. And, and it's funny that you mention that because all of the playoff teams, well, a few of them, the Bears, they started mm. three and three. They finished 12 and four. Cowboys were three and five at one point, finished 10 and six. Seattle, four and five, finished 10 and six. Eagles, four and six, finished nine and seven. Uh, the Ravens, four and five, finished 10 and six. The Colts, one and five, uh, 10 and six. And the Texans started 0 oh and three. It's so, mad. you know, and, and, and if you do listen to every pod, we appreciate if you've, if you've followed and you've come along this journey, we really appreciate it. But if you didn't, earlier in the season, me and Tom spoke about the importance of the preseason. What does it mean, morale, when you're trying mm. things, or how much did these games matter? And uh, we argued it back and forth. There was a debate. And the Cowboys and the Seahawks both went 0 oh and 4, 0 oh and 8 combined. Two of those teams are in the playoffs. Both those teams are in the playoffs. That's mad. That tells you how much the preseason matters. Yeah, indeed. Uh, I like it also. I mean, this, this is the sort of stage of the season. We're all getting to it now. We're looking and going, how are things turned around? Look at the Ravens, uh, sort of a situation worse to first, their kind of turnaround that they've had. The Bears have been incredible. Like they were the worst team. And now... That's what we said, last to first. It's, it's incredible. And, and, and that's what we love about the NFL because there's seven different playoff teams this year uh, that didn't make it last year. So every year, you know, you've got a chance. You, that's what I mean. You can't go on division results because next year, oh, we're last. We're getting second pick in the draft. Then you're, you're in the playoffs. It just takes one good draft, one good free agency. I, I truly believe that. And, and it, needs, it needs good hiring. It needs a good system behind in terms of those draft picks. Um, oh, it's a puzzle. Those pieces need to fit. And, and we mentioned these, these playoffs, and we're gonna, I think we'll, we'll talk about the games now. We've got other stuff to talk about, I'm sure. Um, but we, we, we said, I think you said it a couple of weeks ago, that the top six quarterbacks, mm-hmm. uh, none, of them, none of them made the playoffs. I, I, you know, and I always say it's the most important position in sports. But I also say defense wins championship. And I've, I've championed that on this podcast. Well, the six top quarterbacks might have not made the playoffs, but the top two defensive stars did. Khalil Mack and Aaron Donald, Rams and Bears. They're both in the playoffs, my friend. Don't forget the defense. Just as important. Thank you very much. Uh, The Colts uh, defensive uh, guy, uh, uh, Leonard, uh, said uh, men lie, women lie. But them numbers, just put a couple of question marks. They don't lie. The Colts' defense is looking very, very good. So I totally agree with you. Um, just a little fact about those Colts, because we will get to that. That is going to be the first game uh, coming up in the wild card. Um, we've still got the quiz to come, plus our boom and bust from two weeks ago, two games ago. Uh, and then also we'll be closing out with something brand new to the podcast. That is all on the way, I'll mainly be in the fourth quarter. Uh, but yeah, the, the Colts, they haven't, and I'm, I'm rooting for them. Uh, they've got their defense has not allowed a runner over 100 yards this season. They, they've not collected over 100 yards. And that's even Saquon Barkley. But anyway, Saquon who now? He's not in the playoffs. Uh, Charlie, um, quiz question or talk about these wide receivers, Antonio Brown, uh, Beckham, 
that are potentially yeah, we've going... Yeah, we've got to talk about AB quickly. I know we've, we've gone on, but we, we, we have to speak about it. It's massive news this week. Uh, and the Steelers, again, what's going on there? We what? mentioned it earlier. It's all sort of falling apart at the wrong time for them. Massively. And you, 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 hit, you said something to me that really kind of hit home earlier. And, it, and you said to me that everything uh, is more enjoyable when you're winning. And, uh, and that's it's, it's so true in the sense that the Steelers, they lost uh, four out of the last five until they, they won this weekend. Then the Steelers, who are perennial, uh, perennial uh, playoff team, don't mm. make the playoffs. And we're hearing all the fallout, all the nastiness, all the thing. If it wasn't Bell, it's dragged on this summer. That must have had, had an effect taking his toll. Now it's Antonio Brown. We hear that he had a massive row with Ben. Uh, rumours have coming out. They had a big row. I think something was thrown. He doesn't turn up to walkthroughs. He doesn't turn up to the Saturday walkthrough. He doesn't train for the third time this season. Then he still turns up to the stadium on Sunday expecting to play. Tom Lim leaves him out. He says it's an injury. He's laughing on the sidelines in full uh, full attire. Left De- at halftime. Left at halftime. Says he uh, says he, he's, he's asked for a trade. Not demanded. Asked for a trade. Oh, that's polite. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, what is going on over there? And, and it, and it, and, it, and it's just funny because uh, you know when when we mean you talk about these things and we we try to argue both sides and see both sides and I sort of argued with myself which which I often do because I'm that type <laughs> of guy but I can see both sides of the argument because if I'm I'm Antonio Brown I, I'm of the verse of pay him the best one of the best players in the league not receiver one of the best players in the league. Hands down, I love watching him. Absolutely love AB. And we had the the Evans debate a few weeks mm. ago. If you're trying to get to a Super Bowl, you don't trade your best players. You said these are the cornerstones of your franchise. Mm. He he will get you there. He can, like, single-handedly, those those are the players that can get you over the line. But if I'm the other, the other side of that uh, coin is... No single player. I don't care yeah. if I'm the manager. Bigger no single player is bigger than the team. Mm-mm-mm. I don't care what you're on or what you think. If we're not all singing from the same hymn sheet, if you're not singing, sister, you're out of here. And that's the way it's got to be. That's why the Belichick way works, because we're all on the same page trying to reach this goal. And if you're not, then the guy next to you can't push that little bit harder. Push a little bit, because you're all about you, brother, and it's all about the team. Yeah. And that's a very hard thing to fall down on. Yeah. And and look at the Jags and Fournette, whatever it is, I don't know what the reason is there. It's not all singing on the same hymn book uh, or the hymn page as you said, uh, which is a beautiful way of putting it. I, I totally agree with you. However, will he get traded? There was something we were talking about and we could chat for hours about this, but in terms of that dead cap space, that is probably why he will not be moved on because essentially the Steelers... And you explained this to me again. I was like, I'm getting it and I'm getting it. And you're like, and again. And I'm like, I, I think I've got it now, Charlie. Basically, the idea being is you have to pay whatever that money he was owed out of the cap space. So that means effectively the te- the whole team will suffer because you say, look, we'll trade Antonio Brown, but I still have to pay him something I think was 22.1 million out of the cap space. So so that means the whole team suffers. So you 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 really have to feel that he is detrimental to the whole team to Great pay word. 22 million to get rid of him out of your team. And that's what the front office the decisions they kind of have to make because people can easily go we'll either do one of the two things we just said, either keep him keep him we can't lose AB or trade him. He doesn't want to be here, he goes. And it's not as easy as that when money's involved and the front office are involved because 
that's not how it works when you're paying a guy this much money and we're all invested and we still want to reach that Super Bowl and you, you don't just pick up an Antonio Brown every day in the draft room free no. agency. So believe you, teams would want him. Teams would want to pay that. So, But if he's falling out with Ben Roethlisberger, your quarterback, that's where there's real... It's which but one if you that keep? is true, then that sends a message to everyone else. Whenever Ben has a ride, we're going to side with Ben. And that's not a great message to send across. Mm. But it's also sending across the... Management always wins because Bell lost that, Brown lost that. But there is something going wrong. Matavis Bryant got was run out of town. Todd Haley was run out of town. Bell's obviously not going to be there next year now, Brian. Very messy over at Heinz Field at the minute. What will happen with Bell then? So he's now out of contract. He's a free agent. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I think so, that's right. Yeah, so he'll be able he's to He's going to hit free agency and then we'll wow. see how Brown plays out. They might feel great about the Bell situation. They're not paying him. They never wanted to pay him. They have James Connor. Uh, so they feel good, but... Juju obviously is a fantastic player as well but you saw in Antonio Brown didn't play that game Juju was being double teamed then yeah. uh, life of AB it's not fun being double teamed I tell you that no and he still puts up numbers even though he, like you say yeah. is, is double teamed uh, it's quite interesting it's kind of like that Vontae Davis what a year it was 2018 decided to retire at half time as well uh, could it be the last game for Antonio Brown uh, we will find out alright Charlie uh, quick quiz question for you because that's what we do uh, on this podcast um and i'm gonna hit you with this uh question don't hit me well no i won't hit you and i definitely won't do it too too hard uh, would you like a quarterback question or a tight end question and this question isn't just for charlie uh what would you prefer me to have mate honestly totally up to you go tight ends okay all right which tight end had 1,377 yards for the total uh, yardage this season and that is the most receiving yards by a tight end in a single season who was that Tight end. George Kittle. Thank you. 49ers. Unbelievable scenes from him. Uh, the most ever in a single season. That beats uh, Travis Kelsey. It was Who this held season. the record for an hour or so. Yeah. Never got beaten. Then Travis Kelsey beats it. <laughs> Chiefs are tweeting like crazy. Most ever by a tight end. George Kittle breaks it two hours later. Indeed. And Gronk uh, held that record in 2011. 1,327. So the for seven years. Broken. Boom. Un- unbelievable. And uh, the quarterback question was about uh, the one and only Mr. Baker Mayfield. And um, incredible. 27 touchdowns. Most by a rookie quarterback. Uh, beats Peyton Manning back in 1998 with 26. And of course, Rebel Wilson, uh, the Seahawks. Um, obviously not the Australian actress. Uh, good old Russell. Uh, 2012 with 26. So an incredible year. That would be a lovely coaching job which you'd like to take on uh, would be their, that team the Browns alright Charlie um, we're looking ahead to it uh, unless you have a quiz question for me uh, as we move on to the wild card weekend and what's the first game we're looking at we are going to look at I believe the Colts versus the Texans boom the battle of the AFC South but now we are in the wild card playoffs get knocked out you're out season is over what do you make of this game? It's going to be exciting because whoever wins the game goes to play uh, those uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Well, not necessarily. They they play the um, the lowest seed. So if the Colts win, they play the Colts. But if the Texans win, and so that, that there is a way that that won't happen because they're the the, the Texans are the third seed. So if the Texans were to win, they could play the Patriots. Then the the Chiefs really? would play the Is fourth that, seed. Oh, I just looked. Um, I just looked on the line, and it said it said that that would be that they'd be waiting for them. And then the Seahawks are going to be taking on the Cowboys. Uh, Chargers will be taking on the Ravens. This is on a Sunday now. Uh, and Eagles uh, versus the Bears. But um, if way, the Colts win, they play the Chiefs. Got you. All right. So um, you look at those two teams. Uh, who's impressed you the most this season? Uh, and who do you think is going to is going to kind of edge it? What what what, what are the big points you take from this? Um, 
Uh, you know what? I really like both teams, and I find it quite a, a tough game to call. They've already played each other twice. They're from the same division, so each team knows the pros and cons. They know each other very well, so uh, there's going to be no secrets there. But the Colts, you know, they, they're coming in hot. They they had to beat the Titans to, to get into the playoffs, and they did. And Andrew Luck has never lost to the Titans 11-0 and when facing the wow. Titans. That's astonishing. A team you play twice a year, Andrew Luck has just not been defeated. It's incredible. And um, and you said it earlier. We've, we've sung these Colts. We love where they're going. I love the direction. I love Andrew Luck. And it's funny because I said earlier, we're all about the now. And as fans, we're all about it now because everyone goes, oh, Mahomes, he's amazing. Oh, Watson, oh, Andrew Luck, Drew Brees, oh, oh. And everyone forgets. Everyone forgets players that, like, last year it was all about golf. It was all about Wentz. No one talks about him like they can't play anymore. And we've done that with Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck, oh, he's, he's had that done. year off. Oh, he can't throw the ball. Oh, no. Like, they had to get him off for that Hail Mary Armstrong. Each week, he was the number one draft pick. This guy is elite. He's the least sack quarterback. And when you're the least sack quarterback, that's what he does. They, they, they've won, they won nine straight games. They, they look incredible. And they're the best third down uh, efficiency in the whole of the league, 49.3%. So nearly half the time they're on third down, they get it. And uh, I really like them. In saying that, you did, for you some did. reason, I'm taking the Texans. Interesting, um, because I, I think personally, uh, are you giving it just home field advantage there? Because it will be at the NRG Stadium. No, it's not just about home field. I just, I just, I don't know. I can't even put my finger okay. on it. I can't well, even tell you why. I just fancy the Texans. Because obviously, as you mentioned, best in the league, they they uh, uh, protecting their quarterback. He's only been sacked 17 times, uh, Andrew Luck. And we know how important that is. Uh, Deshaun Watson seems to be able to escape being sacked. Um, you've also got to factor in, you know, uh, I'm down for what? JJ Watt, uh, 16 sacks this year. You've got to try and hold him off. Uh, and Clowney. And Clowney and try and stop uh, him getting to you. I, I think I, I, it's a tough one to call. Uh, you know, when they've played before, Hilton, I think in the first time, or most recently, actually, the Colts got that win, 24-21. Hilton got 199 yards. But then on the other side, uh, your main man, Hopkins, got over 160-odd yards when they played in the 37-34 win to the Texans. I don't know. I, I, I feel like I'm leaning towards the Colts just like purely, like purely for momentum. One for Colts, one for Texans. Uh, but incredible season for the turnaround for, for both of these teams that they've really Started delivered. one and five and 0 and three. And I think maybe why I like the Texans, you know, it's just that I don't know where I get this from, but I feel like the Texans have got another gear we've not seen yet. Mm. I think they're still to reach their peak. And... We've seen it, Deshaun Watson in college. When it was on the big stage, he lit it up. This guy can take it. And I just kind of liked that they were in the playoffs, but they still they still had to wrap up the division title, the Texans. But they went for it against the Jags. They didn't need to. They could have not rested someone because they, they still had the division title and they wanted that home field advantage. But it, they were well in front against the Jags. It was something like 23 and Deshaun Watson is like breaking necks to get over the goal line. And I was like, there's just something about this group yeah. that just seems to me there's a little bit of, 
not nastiness, but a little bit edge. Yeah, I, th- I think the last time I, I, I remember vividly watching uh, the uh, Texans was when they had uh, Hoyer as the quarterback, and he threw like four interceptions. And I went, "Well, was it on the opening game in the playoffs, was it against the Chiefs? I think yeah, some... opening opening throw of the and it, and I just was like, oh, and it sort it's of all over. killed I, the momentum in one. Definitely, I think they're going to try and write that wrong. Or said someone like JJ Watt, he puts his heart on his sleeve, and he's a he's Mister Houston. Mm. Um, I, I I I kind of. Maybe I'm backing out. Of no, 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 no. I'm not going to do it. Something all right. One, okay. One. Moving so, it on. So there we go. Um, so, all right. Also on Saturday, 5th of January, uh, the Seahawks are going to play the Cowboys. Uh, this I'm, I'm very excited about here. The AT&T Stadium uh, in Dallas. Um, Seahawks, they've, they've, they've got the minerals. They, they've proved um, from their start uh, that they can deliver. They finished 10-6 and in the NFC West. Uh, they're putting numbers up. They've got a running game now. Defensively, they seem to be able to, or the offensive line seems to be able to protect Russell Wilson. He looks like he's having his best season in terms of knowing what to do, throw the ball away, hold on to it when he needs to, make plays happen. I, 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 I like the Seahawks. However, the Cowboys, you can't in any way. They, they made such a good trade to get here with Amari Cooper. Amazing. And and it's funny you mentioned Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. You know, Russell Wilson is the only quarterback to play every snap this year. Wow. He hasn't missed a snap in seven years, Russell Wilson. Not missed one snap. That's, That's unbelievable. It is. Un- when, when you're seeing like teams like the Titans, if they if only they could have a quarterback that could hold on. Like the Oakland Raiders as well, you know, yeah. when, they, when they had a uh, car went down and they, they really had a playoff chance. So, so out of those two teams... You like Russell Wilson just because he's, he's taking more snaps? Again, I'm, I'm sort of... No, 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 no. I'm taking the Cowboys in this game. I don't know why they're at home. The Saints' performance in my mind sticks out when they just absolutely like uh, nullified the Saints. And I don't know what it is. I just... Last week, I'd have been like, oh, Seahawks. No, no one wants to play the Seahawks. They're coming in hot. They look great. Russell Wilson, he's just always turning it on in the fourth quarter. You can never count against him. And the last week, I've just gone, I think Cowboys are going to take this at at and I don't know why. I don't... I, do you know what? Again, it's what I just said about the Texans. This game meant nothing, the Cowboys and the Giants. The Cowboys already had the division lined up. They couldn't have got any higher in the seeding. Yep. So they could have basically rested everyone. And they rested, they, they, they they rested, rested two or three. Yeah, Zeke went out. Dak played the whole game. Yeah. And you know what? I absolutely loved it. And he played like that was the Super Bowl. And I think he knows what it means to the team, knows what it means to the fans. We're playing one of our biggest rivals, the New York Giants. There's a massive rivalry there, division rivalry. They ain't beating us. And like they could have took him off for the fourth quarter. Yeah. Just, like, give, give, give Eli Manning. the Beasley catch. They just... They were still going for it. And I love that. I love how much they want to win. And and this shows you how much they want to win. That's when you know when the game means nothing. You yeah. can't tell when the game is everything because, of course, they're going to play. This meant nothing and they were getting it out. And Prescott is the first player in NFL history to have 20 passing touchdowns and five rush touchdowns in the first three seasons breaking history. He was the first person to do it first two seasons. Now he's the first person to do it in three. That's, it's incredible. I, I, I love that. I, I, I like why you're liking the Cowboys, if that makes sense. I like why you like. Um, obviously, the Seahawks have got that one win against them. Um, and uh, it was actually the Seahawks were zero and three, kind of like the Texans. And their first win was against the Cowboys. But that was very early in the season. And that, that was, was at the Seahawks. Uh, and it was indeed a home advantage to the Seahawks. So so you look at those Cowboys. I, I watched it and I was like, this is this is 
I'm going to use the word, it's ballsy from Dak to just keep pushing that team on uh, to get that win. And I think that's going to uh, serve them well. However, I'm just going to go against you uh, just yeah, because... Yeah, no, I can, it's, uh, but I can understand but, it. But, but, but not for any reason other than I just think it makes it a bit bit more interesting yeah. that I go for them. But, but it, it's funny because, sorry if I'm not interrupting you, I, I, I like the Cowboys, but you know what? I have a weird worry about them. They crumble on, on the big stage. Yeah. Because they've been in the playoffs before and, and they went down, they couldn't get over the line. And I just think... Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson, Wagner, I think they live for the big stage. It won't surprise me if the Seahawks win, but I'm going to be a hypocrite and still take the Cowboys. Okay. Like, you know, remember those, those hats, those Von Dutch ones? I think people should start wearing a Van der You had one of them, didn't you? I didn't. I never had one, but I you just did. I you feel did. like there's Van der Esch. For guys out there and girls out there, the, the, the barnets that Tom has acquired over the years. I've, I've acquired a few, uh, but I'll tell you what, um, that is, I, I personally think that is going to be. They're, they're all great games now at this stage. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, Charlie is going for the Texans and uh, the Cowboys, uh, both home teams. Interesting that. And I'm going for both away teams. So we move on to the Sunday. Uh, Chargers um, at the Ravens. Um, Chargers, what do they have to do to get home field advantage? It seems unfair for them. Uh, they had a brilliant season, 12-4. and four. They matched the Chiefs for 12-4, and four, but comes down to it on schedule uh, and it was deemed that the Chiefs had a stronger or harder schedule so they they go through so Chargers Ravens Ravens last match was uh, incredible against the Browns Uh, those two rookie quarterbacks going head-to-head Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield do you see this as being the Chargers have got the better record uh, beating the Ravens I don't know because the Ravens and Chargers played each other two weeks ago and the Ravens took it. So it's that Chargers offense versus that Ravens defense. I I don't know. It's at the Ravens and the game, the time, the the time the game is being played in LA time means that the Chargers are playing this game at 10 a.m. in the morning for them on their clock. Is that significant? I don't know. Hunter Henry is back. Stephen A. Smith will be pleased. He's, He's now off injured reserve. Um, but will he be in time? Because I think it was no, like no, ACL. I think he's going to be active. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? First time. Yeah, he got yeah, injured in been... August and he's back. That's incredible. That that sounds like a few ice baths uh, left, no, right, it was and way before August. It was the start of like uh, off season training. Oh, okay. But but they they kept it alive and now he is and he's been sort of like doing running the last few weeks. So how much apart? I don't know. Gordon will be fit, but maybe just the confidence on the sideline for the rest of his team. Huge, but. This one, I really don't know. I don't want to sit on the fence, but they, I could make a case for Ravens defense, Chargers offense. It's at the Ravens, but uh, highest quarterback rating. I know you love a quarterback rating, Tom, so I tried to fill you in. Uh, highest quarterback rating in the fourth quarter alone, minimum six starts, Lamar Jackson, 119.9. Second, Drew Brees, 118.9. So, you know, it, he knows how to get it done. And Lamar Jackson is the youngest ever oh, yeah, 21. quarterback to play in the playoffs, 21. Okay, all right. That so makes I, me feel old. Yeah, uh, it, me, me also. Uh, but I can run like Lamar Jackson. Uh, I can't. Um, no, you definitely cannot. Uh, all right, listen. The Chargers taking on the Ravens. I, I think we haven't touched on it. When it comes to playoffs, you need a team. I, I, I'm, I'm, I've seen it on so many shows where they've got a documentary. You should have seen it, man. Um, how you calm the nerves, the pressure of being in this situation. You need a few old heads here who can, who can teach you things. Or you need young guns like Lamar Jackson, who's absolutely fearless, never been here before. Uh, and if he doesn't let the occasion get to him, uh, he will be fearless and, and will just, just play his natural game. I think it's going to be interesting. It's the old versus the, the new uh, in terms of Rivers. I feel like Rivers will have the edge in this. He'll know what to do to calm his offense down. Well, it's funny because it's like we said about Deshaun Watson uh, 
I think Lamar Jackson's going to thrive on it. I really do. I think they live for these moments. And and Rivers has sort of uh, crumbled on the big scene before, but this this game I really can't call. But talking of that AFC North, you know, now we said, I know we said about head coach openings, but you've got Lamar Jackson at the Ravens. You've got Baker Mayfield at the Brands. This this division's going to be fun to watch. They played on the weekend with these two teams. I mean, this is and this is what you want with your first round draft picks. All right, they they went on complete opposite spectrums of the first round, but you want a guy to come in and already in that first year, he's your leader, he's your face, your franchise. It's all in him, and they roll with it. The swagger, the confidence. I mean, the community, the, the everything, the, the way they've taken it on. I mean, it's going to be the new division to watch. I really believe that, and I I, I genuinely can't wait. Yeah. It, it, it's going to be a juicy. I mean, I, I'm loving it. I've seen recently you talk about those quarterbacks. I think Patrick Mahomes, and in terms of Andy Reid, what he did and taking him, and he said, you know, he was good to go. He could have taken Alex Smith's job last year, but didn't. Rested him, gave him that time. Um, incredible head coaching situation. Oh. And um, Mahomes all, MVP for you? I think so. Yeah, I think I just. I think he's a, the way he just snaps the ball back like he's just slinging a, a you know, like a baseball. It, it's sickening what he can do. And even though when you think you've got him uh, cornered, he just manages to get fifty out. touchdowns. I know, unreal. That is the. Uh, we'll be speaking more about the Chiefs now next week when they play in their playoff game. Indeed, we will. Um, all right, Charlie. Um, obviously, that fifty touchdowns. Uh, there's a very select group. Manning back in 2013 got 55 touchdowns, and Brady got 50 in 2007. That brings him into a very illustrious group. I mean, imagine that: Mahomes, Brady, Manning. Will we be talking about Mahomes like we do with Manning and, and Brady for years to come? Only time will tell. There is one more game in that wild. Firstly, card. who's your pick? Chargers, Ravens. We've got to keep, keep it going. So I, mean, I, I, I feel like I'm going to go with Chargers. Uh, Bosa is back. I think they've got to find a way to, to stop um, Jackson because the Browns, the, the amount of times they just left him wide open for Jackson just to run on through. Um, I think they can do that and I think the Chargers get the win. I'll go Ravens to keep it fun. Wow, I'm loving this. I'm going away, away, away. Uh, I just think of the oh, accumulator. I'm free home. Um, all right, but go. when we come to the Eagles versus the Bears, I Bears think... at home, Soldier Field. Oh, it's I a feel, tough one. I feel like we're, we're both looking at each other like, I'm going to say the Bears uh, are going to take this. <laughs> but there's part of me that believes that the Bears haven't been in, in, in a playoff for a while. Last, this is the, We said a turnaround season. Last season they played, uh, the Bears went to the Eagles and uh, lost 31-3. But it's a whole new season. Forget about that because the Eagles are banged up in secondary. They might not even have Nick Foles as their quarterback. No, he's playing. He's starting. He's definitely going to play. Starting. He's good to go. All right. If he's good to go, that makes me change. 25 my... straight completions for Nick Foles, which was tying a record. And the 26th one, he could have broken everything and just to rub it and even tapped his chest like that was on me. That was on me. Um, the Bears. I mean, wh- wh- I, I can't give him enough compliments. However, defensively, that is what's going to win him the, maybe even the Super Bowl. Offensively is where I think uh, is their letdown at the moment with with Trubisky. There's moments where he looks fantastic, other times he doesn't. I think that that, that if the Eagles somehow manage to put enough points on the board uh, with the likes of Ertz and, and and Smallwood and what they've got in their their weapons, I think the Bears might struggle if the Eagles take the lead. Does that make sense? If they, if yeah, they, they, if they get the you lead, can, you can never say you can never say uh, a team has no way to win. Every team has a way to win. It's sport. We we we. This is what the NFL thrives on, the the, the unpredictability. But uh, you'd have to say the Bears are heavy favourites and they're at home. But not only can you not write off a team, you can't write off a Super Bowl defending champion. And uh, 
I like Nick Foles. I like what they do. If they can get about what you're saying, just navigate those waters, stop the Bears, and just keep making plays, keep getting those first downs, and they hang with the Bears, it can be done if they protect Nick Foles. But, you know, he actually performs even better when he's blitzed. So maybe there'll be something that the, that will, the Bears will know of that. Um, well, it was that game against, uh, I think it was, we, actually, we're going to get to boom and bust in a second, where you said, oh, no, those Giants, they'll, they'll get the win. Uh, and uh, uh, Nick Foles got clattered. Bam! And he got that comeback to get a field goal to win the game. I mean, he took some hits. There's only so many times you can tough do that. Man. Yeah, tough man. But I, I, I do really, I, I really like the Eagles, and they, and I feel like they sort of a little bit of like last year when there was this whole like really underdogs and they wore all the dogs masks and they won on. They're massive underdogs again, and they're they're the champions. You know, they've got to go to the Bears. No one's giving them a chance. But the Bears haven't been here before. It's a young team. It's a lot of players that have never been there, and maybe it might be a big stage for them. Maybe they might crumble there at home. They might feel the pressures on them. How will they react to that? We'll soon find out. I still, I would take the Bears, but you, you can't write off those Eagles. And just quickly, I just love that when Foles did go out with that chest rib injury, mm. uh, Nate Sudfield come in because obviously Castle went out and he, uh, he threw his first ever touchdown. In his first attempt. First ever touchdown. And uh, they gave the ball to the kid in the, the, the stands. He was, did you see this? He was yeah, like, yeah. celebrating, blah, blah, blah. And Nate Sudfield was like, what? It's my first ever touchdown. Went on a <laughs> free and the ball. Went over to the kid and was like, oh, I want the ball back. His dad was like, his dad couldn't believe it. He was like, look, don't worry. We'll look after you. And they gave him another ball. Like, oh, got that's quality. But at the start, the dad was like, Nate Sudfield was like, yeah, just give me the ball back, mate. It was like, <laughs> it's quite funny. Um, I, I, I love that. Um, they... The same situation. It wasn't his first attempt ever in the NFL. His first attempt was incomplete. So it was his first one in that game. Just one, 22 yards, bam, uh, touchdown. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what, what oh, happens. Oh, yeah, massive. And, and we speak about Nick Foles. He, he could be the backup, couldn't he, for the Eagles. If they stick with Wentz and Foles go somewhere, then, then Nick Foles oh, yeah, becomes he, a backup. Yeah, next man up, probably. And I do think Foles will move on. That was probably his last game at Lincoln Field. But uh, Nick Foles, you know, um, he, he had a... Big incentives in his contract. He had to play 33% of snaps throughout the season to earn a 1 million incentive. Before this game, he played 29% of all the Eagles snaps. He needed 4% more. When he got the rib injury, he was at 32. He needed to play four more snaps to get the million. He, he went out of the game with a rib injury. He didn't get a million incentives. Are you kidding? Uh, God, <laughs> true. Tom Brady uh, could have earned $5 million this season in incentives. Uh, if he was in the top five for passing yards, completions, touchdowns, ETC wasn't in the top five at all. So he, he doesn't get $5 million. So his salary is only 15 million this year. Could have been 20 with that 5 million extra. Didn't earn, he earned zero incentive. Oh, all spare a thought for Tom Brady. It's only on 15, 15 million. million. Oh, it's a hard oh, line. Oh, hey. well. Um, Charlie, there you go. Those are And, the... and, and spare thought for... Sorry, I'm, I'm rambling now. Spare a thought for who? Those Bengals fans. The last time they... Uh, this is why they did change in the head coaching. Uh, Marvin Lewis is gone. The last time they... Um, uh, actually, Bill Belichick's Cleveland brand they they've won a playoff game more recently than the Marvin Lewis Cincinnati Bengals. That is that's cheeky. Interesting enough about Marvin Lewis, while well, you mention him and the stat comes to my head. Uh, only beat the Steelers eight times and lost twenty six times to the Steelers. In the same division, you need to be getting a better yeah. record than that. But for all the hate he's actually getting, apparently he's you know he's fantastic in the community, absolute genius, he's raised brilliant yeah. for his uh, raised bundles of money for his uh, foundations and charity and and I saw him on Hard Knocks. Just 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 a great guy, and we obviously being fired well, they say he wasn't actually fired it was mutual with uh, yeah. Brown but yeah but we know who he thinks should be the uh, Bengals next head coach it could be Hugh Jackson I have a question for you Tom oh, after okay, we've fine. done our previews Tom's question got to start 2019 question, question of the week two 
receivers in the NFL this season have caught 65% of their targets. They have over 100 receptions and over 10-plus touchdowns. There's only two receivers to do it in the league. They are. Mike Evans. No. Oh, really? I was, no. I was quite adamant with that. Uh, and they've got over, uh, over 100 receptions. Ooh. Oh, uh, Brandon Cooks? No. Oh, come on. And 10 touch, plus 10 plus touchdowns. And plus 10 touchdowns. Uh, okay. Uh, it has to be a wide receiver. It's not a tight end. Okay. Uh, oh, man. Uh, Michael Thomas? No. The okay. guy they're always sleeping on, Devontae Adams and DeAndre Hopkins. Another fact about Hopkins? Yeah, hit me with it. 115 receptions, mm. zero drops. You kidding? Zero drops. Thank you. That is giving me some ideas for fantasy uh, <laughs> league next season. All right, we come to the, the moment in the show. Um, don't forget, we've got something brand new on the way. Ooh, uh, so stay with us. Hitting oh. you with new features in 2019. See what? I like the energy. Uh, boom and bust. Uh, so this is where Charlie and I look back uh, or look forward to the game. I feel like I've not done mine because there's only four games. Yeah, I, I, I haven't done mine either. Uh, to, to be honest with we, you. We've made our picks. All right, but just in terms of we get two picks uh, for a boom and a bust, uh, Charlie, um, I said uh, a couple of weekend, uh, week, games ago, the 49ers would beat the Bears. That didn't happen. It was 14-9 uh, to uh, the Bears. But I did say Dak Prescott would have a running touchdown. So boom, Thank I'm you. one of two. Um, what about yourself, Charlie? I was one of two. I said that the Texans would uh, win, and they did. I said No, I said that the Eagles would beat the Texans, and they did. But I also said the Vikings would lose at the Lions, and the Vikings won. So one out of two. One out of two. A few weeks ago now, who remembers that? Who cares? Hey, I'm walking here. Yeah, right. Um, But what I quite like is the fact we've predicted uh, those playoff games. Uh, And we both uh, wasn't sure on that. The Bears, Eagles. Bears. Going to be the Bears. But we've gone three different anyway, so we'll see who wins that. Okay. All right then. Perfect. All right then. Um. So we're um we're closing down the podcast uh, for this week. Uh, when we come back, we'll obviously know uh, all about uh, who is playing who, uh, getting closer to that Super Bowl divisional rounds, and we'll be looking at those teams a little more closely. Those top seeds, the Patriots, the Chiefs in the AFC, and then the NFC, the Rams and the Saints. We'll be focusing on their last regular game and looking forward to that divisional round. Uh, just off the top of your head, who, who looks most likely, in your humble opinion, at the moment? And I know it's hard for the Super Bowl. Super Bowl to win it. It's easy now, isn't it? It's a 50- Bears. Wow. What? <laughs> and that's how you know I'm being honest. I'm a Green Bay Packer fan, but I'm going with those the Bears. Wow. All right. Okay, cool. My, my, my money's on. My money's on. Um, I think the, the Rams could do it better on defense than the Chiefs um, offensively going forward. Could happen. All right. Uh, and you know how much I believe in that because I'm a nine. I know. Okay. We're honest here. It's not, about, it's not about love to your own. You've got to spread the love. Thank you. Equality. Thank you. Oh, oh, namaste. 2019. So this is the big idea for the podcast. Uh, we are going to get the fans of the podcast. You. He's talking to you. Thank you. That's we right. want you. Yeah, you. Don't look around on the tube or the train or wherever you are right now. We're talking about you. We want you to close out the show for us. Very, very simple. Every week, we're asking you, do you want to close the show out for us? So we have managed to get the first person. Um, and basically, we're just getting you to say who you are, what team you support, and letting us know what time it is um, and what has just happened. Simple as this. The main man, Nelson, is going to take it away. What's going on, guys? It's your boy, Nelson. 
I'm a part of the 12s Nation, aka Seattle Seahawks, aka best team in the NFC, of course, but you already knew that, and you guys have been iced by the kicker. So there you go. It is that simple. Your name, your team, and that you have been iced by the kicker. Simple as that. Hit us up on our Twitter at Ice the Kicker Pod. Simple as that, isn't it, Charlie? Each week, a different fan. So we want you. Let us know. Get in touch. And next week, it could be you. Get your voice heard. Thank you very much. Right then, uh, seven days time. Charlie, are you going to come back here? Oh, I think so. Make divisional rant. Whew. Thank you. All right. Well, that's job done then. Enjoy your NFL this Happy weekend. Happy New Year. And you have just been iced by the kicker. Catch you in a bit.